Curtains up, and welcome to another edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast, a production of the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. I am your host, Greg Earhart. Joining me today, my co-host, if he got his hands on one and only one pin particle, he'd use it to go back in time and tell his former self not to go see Spider-Man 3. <laughs> on screen, Chief Extraordinaire, Ken Jones. Ken, <laughs> how are you? you? You know me so well. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you are going with that, but... Uh... <laughs> you, you, you definitely, definitely true. That's at least in play. You know, as Dr. Strange would say, there are about, you know, maybe there's five scenarios of what you do with the pin particle. That is absolutely one of that them. That is I definitely think. in my top ten. <laughs> Firmly ensconced. So, Ken, some people saw um, Avengers Endgame this weekend. It's a few little three-hour movie. <laughs> Which, <laughs> hold on, time out. Uh, I need to tell you, a friend of mine saw it last night. Um, okay. My pastor, and okay. and he called it jokingly to me a cute little time travel flick. <laughs> well, that that could be the ten second synopsis of it. Sure, yeah. So um, I thought that was fun. <laughs> so we made our predictions last week, and um, you were technically the closest. So I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You don't get credit for the victory. We, we were way but... off. And I've never been happy to be so wrong. <laughs> Ken, uh, Ken predicted $303 million, uh weekend. I was at two ninety five, So we were right around the three hundred, yeah. which would have been an amazing outcome unto itself. It would have. And I want, it was one of those things where I predicted it. I just wanted to like speak it into existence. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, our editor in chief, uh, Chris Peterson, guessed uh, two seventy-seven uh, million. He was conservative. <laughs> and the final tally of Avengers was was over three hundred million. <laughs> Definitely over two hundred seventy-seven. <laughs> three hundred fifty-seven point one million Thursday through Sunday. Unbelievable. This is one of those outcomes um, that leaves not only us stunned, but Hollywood stunned um, that a three hour movie, any movie, never mind a three hour movie, would not just hit 300 million, but obliterate 300 million and beat the previous uh, record holder, which was Infinity War, by almost uh, 100 million. Yeah, it was about 100 million. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Right, exactly. So this is going to have. repercussions um but the first thing i want to discuss is ken given that this movie which is the culmination of all things mcu at least for Mm -hmm. the first three phases um where does the mcu go from here based off of this result well it can go pretty much wherever it wants (laughs) i guess (laughs) they can write their own check i mean it's i've i've they got they got Spider Man uh, Far From Home coming out in a month, right? And and Kevin Feige Feig, I don't know how to pronounce his I, last I never, name. I, I never it's remember the, the E at the very end always throws me, <laughs> right? Um, but he said that that's the the what he believes is the the real end of the um, yeah phase not, three, but whatever. Um, I, I think that's him trying to save yeah. some box office for Spider-Man. I mean, they, they're not going to make a movie for, like, all of 2020, I think. I think they're oh, taking all of next year off. Oh, really? They don't yeah, have, they, uh... they don't have any movies scheduled, from what I heard. So, 
Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. They just kind of of let this sit with everybody for a while, and then I don't know, probably launch into Black Panther two or Guardians of Galaxy three. Two might be coming out end of twenty twenty. Was but but they might save it till twenty twenty one. Yeah, so I mean, there's that. Yeah, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is. I think they had originally slated Guardians of the Galaxy three to be in twenty twenty, but must have got pushed back because of the director um, mess that they created for themselves. So I'm I'm glad you brought up Kevin Feige's comment because to me it's sort of in, indicative of the potential issue um, that Marvel has coming up, which is letdown. Right? Um, they don't. The last thing they want is for Spider-Man to come out in July and have you know an oh so you know maybe a mediocre box office turnout. I, I don't think it's going to have a mediocre box office turnout. No, but but they're certainly guarding against it, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, extra yeah. sure, and and. I think this particular iteration of Spider-Man is very popular, so I yes, think I think Spider-Man's going to be okay. I think in Phase Four and beyond, um, but certain and I, I and certainly Black Panther, I think is yeah, is safe. Um, I mean, but they, they, one thing that they do have um, also on the horizon is is Disney Plus, right? Where they have, um, I believe they they got a Loki TV series they're going to be doing. They're going to be doing yeah. one with. Um. Uh, crap. What are their names? <laughs> right. but I think, uh, Bucky and yeah, they're, Falcon. They're doing one with Bal- Bucky and Falcon. Wanda Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another one with Hawkeye too. Even so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but but I but there's no question, at least in my mind, that the MCU, just from a box office point of view, did as well as it did in phases two and three. Because they're building towards something. They had teased yeah. Thanos from as early as Avengers 1. And each movie very slowly but surely built towards that endgame. Right. And, you know, honestly, if there wasn't any hint in Captain Marvel about, you know, any clues about how it inter, you know intersects with Avengers Endgame or the Thanos storyline, the Tesseract, I, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure I would have gone to see it in a the theater. You know, it would have mm-hmm. been something that would have been, eh, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, uh, when it comes out, and I'll see if I'm invested in the sequels or not. So obviously, um, you know, with the end of Endgame, um, the stakes are reset. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, we're not going to get into <laughs> yeah, so it too much. I, I think so. I'm going to be very curious whether they're they're going to try and establish new stakes pretty early, or if they're really just going to kind of let it ride on um, the franchises that they developed again, like guardians of the galaxy three. I'm sure they'll start building towards something new. So what is a something new? So again, and again, I keep talking about letdown because I think letdown is a real risk here because if what they're building towards is some super villain or some plot, that's just not as good or as compelling as the Thanos plot um, was, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be, it's not going to satiate the audience's hunger, right? And they're going to start complaining and moaning and and not, you know, and not saying they're justified in doing that, but they're, they're, a new storyline comes out, right? Oh, this isn't as interesting as Thanos. Um, do you have any early takes on what possible storyline they could do that would be I, sort of next overarching? I heard an interesting one, uh, or heard, I read an interesting one today about how a line... From uh, Endgame, which talked about earthquakes in the bottom of the ocean, could mm-hmm. maybe be hinting at a um, future villain 
and I can't remember the character's name. I remember ah, okay. Uh, I remember seeing him when I was when I used to read comics as a kid. Um, and I guess this character used to be sometimes a a good guy and sometimes a bad guy. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that something possible. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. Really I don't. I don't have anything. I, I know. I, generally speaking, I tend to think that uh, Marvel has a pretty solid bench of of villains. So they can, I'm sure they can draw from something, and yeah. they have time. I mean, they, let's like bask in the glow of this weekend for like a little longer. Before, uh, yeah, like, sure, we it, can. They, they got a lot of rope that uh, you know. <laughs> well, our role is to always our roles always look forward, you know, right? So we as fans, we bask in it all weekend, and we open the show with it. Um, but you know, I think I think the longer term story, as we kind of get out of this, is what do, you know what. What do they do next? And sure, uh, they have. I, for sure, and we can speculate about it, right? <laughs> yeah, know, we can. I just don't know what they have. They they they've been very tight. They, they I don't think they've said anything about what their plan is beyond. So I so that this is why I think the, so. My spidey sense is telling me part of the reason for the Fox acquisition was for phases four, five, and six, and I I, I think oh, if probably two, I think of two a couple different things that would really ju- continue to juice it up. The MCU one is the X-Men. Um, yeah. introduction. That's, that's an inevitability. Yeah. At some and point down the road. They said there's no plans for the X-Men for the next couple of years, which kind of makes sense. Cause I think they have enough projects yeah. for the next. And they just got year. it too. Yeah. They got to figure uh, out how to, how to mesh them in. Right. Right. Yeah. But that would be really interesting. I mean, that, that would really, that would really get, I'm just speaking for myself. That would really get me like at an excitement level pretty similar to what we saw with Thanos and all the Thanos storylines. Mm-hmm. If like the X Men are now suddenly involved, you know, suddenly involved in these with these Marvel oh. characters. Um, the second thing is, I think the villain that would be pretty close to Thanos in terms of audience excitement is Doctor Doom. Um, mm-hmm. He's obviously he's a villain that obviously uh, showed up a whole lot, you know, in various iterations in Marvel. He, my my question would be: Is is he someone that they can bring in? Because I'm pretty sure he's tied to the Fantastic Four franchise, and I'm not sure that Fantastic Four is part of Fox. He is, yeah. Fantastic is. Four is part of the deal, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then, X Men yeah. and okay. Fantastic Four came over, so they have the total rights to them. Um, so he's in play. Yeah, he's, so he's definitely in play. Um, and you can actually get something right with Fantastic Four for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why it's like, I, this is my opinion only. I think they should treat them like they treated the Hulk, you know, and certain, certain there's, I think there's just certain characters or groups that just, they're, they should show up every once in a while. They're good supporting characters. They can maybe act in a role that sort of supplements the stories. Um, me personally, I've never been a huge Fantastic Four fan because I just never found their characters particularly interesting. Mm. Um, I think they're in, they're, they're interesting as it relates to the potential stories, how it involves them, and sort of their roles. But um, as characters itself, I think that's why. Well, it's partly why the movies have always, you know, um, have failed. Um, just because there's there's never. I just don't think it's compelling characters, other Marvel characters, as obviously we see with Iron Man and and the X Men and uh, Captain America and such. But um, if anyone can, can, can make I interject work, real quick? Can I interject real quick? Yes, please. Yeah. The the character I was thinking of earlier uh, is called Namor the Submariner. Okay. All right. 
for what it's worth. Okay. Yeah, it rings a bell, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know much about him, but I, I saw a picture of him from the comics, and he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Right. So, so obviously, what we're talking about is is stuff, and obviously, you know, Marvel planned at least phases one through three at five years, five to eight years in advance. Um, so, there's no question in my mind they have phases four, five, and six, at least a general roadmap uh, laid down. And so one thing before we kind of uh, switch gears here, Ken, so I wanted to get um, there are two things I wanted to ask you. So one is I want uh, an unofficial prediction of where you think Avengers will end up for its final domestic uh, box office tally. So right now, again, 357 million, the all time leader right now in box office gross is Star Wars of Force Awakens at 936.6 million. Um, will Star will excuse me? Will Endgame break a billion dollars in domestic in domestic gross? I mean, it's really in play. <laughs> <laughs> which, which even like four days ago would have seemed crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I Star Wars: The Force Awakens made so much mo- money because it came out in December er- around the holiday, so everybody had. You know, all the all the kids were home from school for Christmas break and holiday break. Right. You know, they, they had the extended time there. There's not a lot of uh, great movies that come out usually in January, so it, there's not like a lot of competition there. Where whereas you know, Endgame is coming out end of April. You, you're getting into the summer months, and you're going to have bigger releases coming out in over the next couple of weeks, and then. You know, it's there's more comp, there's stronger competition in the summer than there is in the winter. Uh, so I just, I, I'd like to think that uh, it'll hit a billion or, or more, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it falls either slightly ahead of The Force Awakens or slightly below it. But I think it has a pretty clear, it should pretty easily that feels like uh, a cop clear out. avatar. That feels like a cop out to me, Mr. It, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll be optimistic. I'll keep being optimistic and and say it hits a, a billion. <laughs> I think it's going to pass a billion too. Um, it, this movie is pretty much a lock for a second all time box office because right now number two is Avatar at seven hundred and sixty yeah. million. Uh, it's already almost cro- it'll cross four hundred billion today. Right. Four hundred million. I mean, today. even if this was really front loaded, it should pretty much still beat um avatar it would only need a times two multiplier to um <clears throat> to meet and beat avatar so i i i so i'm predicting between 1.1 and 1.2 billion uh i'll probably lean towards 1.1 billion the it, uh, it, it made 36 million dollars on a monday right so is, it's gonna yeah, keep making right. like <laughs> 25 to 30 million probably the rest of the week and then right. you got the second weekend which is even if it drops half 50 percent, it's going to be 175 yeah which holy smoly i know so I... it's going to be it could it could cross like 600 million or something <laughs> in its second weekend mm-hmm. so wow so again it's going to be number two or number one all yeah. time However, now here's the really interesting list to me is if you adjust all the movie box office going back to Gone with the Wind, adjust it for ticket price inflation. Now, now we're now we're really getting into some all timers here because the number one 
Number one uh, all-time box office is Gone with the Wind at $1.8 billion. This is according to BoxOfficeMojo.com. Yeah. Uh, that came out in 1939. It was probably that and one other movie <laughs> that came out at the time. So I think everyone <laughs> just went to see it. Um, so it's Gone with the Wind, followed by Star Wars at $1.6 billion, followed by Sound and Music at $1.283, E.T. $1.278, and then Titanic at $1.2 at $1.2 billion. I mean, there are some caveats with some of those because Gone with the Wind and Star Wars and almost all of those movies have like multiple releases, uh, like right. re-releases. Right, right. So I would be interested in seeing what Gone with the Wind's like initial first run number would have been, if that is even possible to find at this point. Uh, let's see. They they probably have... not on. The, I don't know. They might have it by weekend. Let me see. No, I, I think with Box Office Mojo, their their weekends tracking only goes back to like 1980. So according to this, so they don't have it by weekend, but they do have it by release. And according to this, it's got justice. For, I know I got justice. Oh, 189. For okay, yeah, it does. Most of it came in the original release. Yeah, so you're I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let me look at Star Wars. Actually, now Star Wars might be might have that Star- bigger phenomenon though. Star Wars was re released in 1997, I think. Yeah, when they had the special editions. Yeah, and I think that was a top ten movie that year. <laughs> so this is interesting. So yeah, so the re release did 138 million. Yeah. In 1997. Now, in 2019 dollars, let's see. So, 271 million for the re release. So, for the original release, Star Wars did one. was the number eight movie of 97. (laughs) That's that's insane. (laughs) That's absolutely insane. The um, don't worry. Uh, in 25 years, when the MCU phases one through three movies are released, they'll probably just oh, yeah. around. So Star Wars the original release did 1.3 billion. So it's just still pretty. I think that still mm. puts it number two, um, just at a much closer number two. Uh, let me see. Let me get back to the original list. Okay. So Avengers Endgame should be at least. Number twelve all time, but Star Wars: The Force Awakens at number eleven, 974 million. So, again, if if it lands around one point, if it lands at one point one billion, like we expect, that puts it number nine all time. With Doctor Zhivago eight at one point one one, Jaws at one point one five, and Ten Commandments at one point one eight. So we're looking at between probably between number five and number nine all time in the all time box office adjusted for inflation. Kevin Feige, you did well. Just, mm-hmm. just put it that tip way. Tip of the cap, sir. You did well. And tip of the cap to Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, no. D- yes, absolutely. The godfather of all of this. <laughs> so I have one more question to ask you with, with mm. as it relates to this box office discussion. Um, so obviously, as we said, Avengers has obliterated the all-time box office opening weekend, $357 million. What movie, is there any movie coming up that you think has even a chance to even break $300 million 
opening weekend, never mind, $350 million. And I'm going to give you four candidates that I, that okay. I see. All right. Because I, I, I was drawing a blank. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Last Skywalker. Uh, I would say no. The reaction to that trailer is pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I would have said a hard no, like before that trailer. I think with a couple of the trailers, if they really emphasize, you know, the Emperor and uh, Leia, um, I think 300 is a real possibility. Uh, 350, no. Um, I think 300 is a possibility. I think we got to see how the other additional trailers go. Maybe. Black Panther 2. Hmm. Possibly. But I'm still going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say a pretty f- f- uh, firm no on that. I um, Sequels can go either way. So the original, again, to $200 million. Sequels can go up or down. Again, I think there's going to be a little... It's probably going to be up because people are going to be really jazzed about that. And I'm sure Ryan Coogler is going to have a really good... He's back to direct, which I think is really important. Mm. Um, I, 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 I still don't see a path for 300, but uh, 250, I think, is a possibility. Okay. Um, Avatar 2. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to say no because I remember when Avatar came out, it was one of those things that it, it, it consistently made money so yeah. many weeks in a row, it didn't right. have a huge opening weekend. Right, right. So it's I just word no. of mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say no as well for one reason being it's it's going to be what ten years since the original movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, however, however, I will I I would never put money on this because I'm not betting against James Cameron and whatever tech he's you know <laughs> working on to That's sort fair. of one out of the water. That's fair. So again, three hundred is a hard threshold for you know a sequel to a movie that's sort of liked, yeah. you know. Um, but it's uh, but it, but in terms of total domestic box office, it's certainly not you know a billion's not out of the question, you know, based yeah. on what Avatar one did. Last one, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd you go in for a second <laughs> my brain like broke for a second there. i was what? like dark phoenix does he mean like for some reason harry potter order of the phoenix popped into my head before <laughs> x-men dark phoenix <laughs> why you don't think people are coming to droves i mean all right so maybe only 200 million not 300 million opening weekend i mean that's I, I, let's be fair uh, very well played (laughs) so that so those so skywalker black panther avatar was a three i came up with that's sort of the only shot um but realistically i you know the odds are i mean the odds to break 350 million are very long uh, and even 300 million 300 i mean it's such a huge leap forward in terms of opening weekends like i remember like what was it uh I'm looking at the older older numbers here. Like Marvel's The Avengers hit 207 million, and yes. that felt like a pretty big leap forward. I think the biggest before that was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at 169, and then so you go from 169 to 207, uh, then Jurassic World barely surpassed that. 
mm-hmm. in 2015. Yeah. And then Star, Star Wars The Force Awakens jumped to 247. Yeah. And then right. Avengers Infinity War eclipsed that by 10 million three years later. Right. Last year. Yeah. But then you have $100 million more with Endgame. <laughs> That's just, that boggles my mind. <laughs> I know. I know. So I don't think we're seeing 350 anytime soon. No. I, I mean, know. we'll eventually get there with, you know, ticket inflation and, and everything like that. But yeah. not not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It was All just right. a perfect storm. So, um, so we actually have some new movies coming out this week. Uh, we have The Long Shot, The Intruder, and Ugly Dolls. And we are going to break down one of them <laughs> right after a word from our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is this podcast, Box Office Preview. We just want to thank you uh, for joining us each and every week. Our audience is growing every week. Thank you very much. If you like what you hear, give us five stars, please, on iTunes and rate us high on Spotify. Um, as we said before, we will we will be doing this podcast uh, every week through at least uh, early July. Uh, so we have some fresh content coming for you for the rest of uh, May and uh, June, and uh, we're breaking down breaking down box office for all the movies coming out, and it's a big year for movies. So uh, spread the word, tell your friends, and uh, check out Box Office Preview, and check out all the other great podcasts in the Onstage Blog gotta, Podcast Network. I gotta say, sponsoring yourself feels a little self indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I, I was um, going to go further, but no, we'll keep it PG. I, I gave ourselves a, a good ad break, you know, a very, <laughs> very uh, favorable ad rate. So uh, now back to the podcast. All right, Ken. So again, three movies coming out. Um, we're not going to do all. Th- we're not going to. We're not going to do an extensive breakdown on all three. Um, where I did so only- much research about the in- intruder. <laughs> the, the the one the, the movie that's of most interest, I think, to me and to you as well is is uh, Long Shot. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, but let's. So we're we're going to do a see don't see on Long Shot um, and spend and do our box office prediction on uh, on Long Shot. But just a quick word on on Ugly Dolls and the Intruder. So. Ugly Dolls is sort of a long in development um, animated movie about. I guess there's a line of toys, Ugly Dolls. I surprised with the daughter. Sure. I, I don't know about this, um, but this so it looks like it's made in the vein of Trolls, um, with heavy on the singing, um, with a bunch of pop stars that are brought in to, uh, to sort of some key songs. Um, it's not being released in a lot of theaters. Um, so the box office projection of this is pretty low for animated for, you know, relative to most animated movies that I think that tells me they're expecting the, the Rotten Tomato score to not be very good. Um, but you know, otherwise we'll see, it could also just be crowded out by Avengers Endgame, which is very possible. Um, so you know, it's uh, not expecting a big impact at the box office. Uh, the range is around 15 million. Um, I think it's going to be right around 15 million. Um, can any thoughts on Ugly Dolls before we move on? Nope. <laughs> the next, the other movie it's coming out is The Intruder, and this is sort of flying under the radar. I haven't seen a whole lot of trailers on this unless I've been watching the wrong channels. Um, but the intruder is basically a little bit of a twist on the home invasion movie. Yeah. Uh, it stars, I forget, Dennis Quaid, 
Dennis Dennis Quaid is the intruder. Can we uh, ever tell my uh, Dennis Quaid in Vegas story? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, real quick. <laughs> oh, real quick. Okay, so uh, go ahead. Uh, about that, yeah. All right. Usually, what stays in, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But I was I was running I was walking through the casino in Vegas. I think it was New York, New York, and I saw Dennis Quaid walking right past me, and he had two basically Playboy playmates, <laughs> one on each arm. And he's got like an entourage like around him and right, they're talking right. like, oh, we got to get to this place so we can get into this club like now. Uh, and this was oddly enough, like less than a year after his his uh, wife gave birth to twins oh, that really? like oh. almost died because they got like a bad blood transfusion. Oh, wow. So suffice to say, when their marriage uh, ended in divorce a few years later, I was not. All that surprised. <laughs> That's right. I, I forgot about that story. Yeah. So that was yeah. my uh, Dennis Quaid uh, encounter in Vegas. Well, there you go. So that was so free. He, yeah. So he's so he's playing this uh, the this villainous intruder for the and the young married couples being played by Michael Ely and Megan Good. Um, it's actually so as we sort of said before, Endgame is obviously going to win the weekend here. Um, you know, it's you think? Be, <laughs> but of the new oh, releases, man. this is expected to be number one. Uh, again, projected right around 15 million. Um, again, a little surprising to me because again, there's no real, I mean, Dennis Quaid's the biggest name here. Um, and it's sort of a, a kind of a weird kind of creepy plot. Uh, I shouldn't say creepy, just sort of, I got a lot of the movie based on the trailers is him sort of stalking uh, these two, just doing like their chores and mowing. Yeah, it's stuff. like it's like that. Uh, you know, they have one of these movies like every every couple of years, like uh, Lakeview Terrace with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Right. So this right. So this sort of is another version of that. And I think we both think, I mean, again, all this movie will have the most will, will probably do the most box office. Uh, I don't think there's much of a story here. I don't think this movie had much of an impact in the cultural lexicon, uh, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no reviews of this yet. So, you know, movies like this are pretty rarely good um, from a critic's uh, perspective. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect it to get any advanced reviews before Friday. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, but otherwise, we're moving on to the the, uh, the third new release, which is Longshot. Which is a political comedy starring Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. Uh, it has already screened, has had reviews for a while, and the reviews are very favorable at 87% positive, over 45 reviews. The interest, so there's a couple interesting aspects to this. So, one is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first comedy Seth Rogen is leading in in a while. Um, Especially a comedy oh. of Seth Rogen doing Seth Rogen things, um, so he's sort of returning to quote unquote form um, in another kind of unlikely pairing of him being, I would say, not a particularly attractive fellow uh, paired with one of the most attractive women in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it's that laugh, man. <laughs> right. Um, so the other interest so so there's that and and i think whether this movie is successful or not in the box office is sort of an interesting indicator of where seth rogan and charlie Theron kind of stand um in terms of audience favorability at the moment the other interesting aspect is so again this is a very well-reviewed comedy um 
And the reviews generally seem to indicate that it's not particularly political, um, even though it's sort of based in, in the world of politics. And uh, it's really it's a it's a very well done rom com. It has a couple of different twists on the rom com formula, um, but it's really delightful and really quite funny. The box office tracking on this has gone down um, over the last few weeks, and currently the tracking on this comedy is between ten and fifteen million. Which, for a well-reviewed comedy starring two pretty well-known um, stars, even comedic stars—I mean, I wouldn't call Charlie Theron is more than a comedic star. I mean, she's yeah. very good in comedy, but um, she's good in everything. Yeah, she's good in everything. But Seth Rogen certainly, um, you know, a comedic star. That—that that, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's pretty close to a bomb. Um, I yeah, I I don't. Whatever, whatever this movie does box office wise this weekend, I don't hold anything against it because uh, just Endgame sucking up all the oxygen. Yeah, you know, you would, th- you would think in second weekend it could serve as decent counter programming. Yeah, but that. it's I mean... still going to make like two hundred million dollars in the second weekend. <laughs> no, I no no understood. Um, understood. Like the the big the second biggest movie last week this past weekend made eight million. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah, ten so, millions a step up. Right, no, true, but it is going to have more theaters open this weekend than last weekend. Obviously, with if, if the box office coming in half. So, I mean, it's I mean, again, ten. I mean, any movie doing ten million is bad. A movie like this with some pedigree and good reviews is just a disa- it's just an out and out disaster. It's not what they signed up for for sure. Um, but w- what's your take on Seth Rogen now, Ken? Um, you know, he's done some serious roles in the past. He's done a lot of producing. Uh, he's sort of back trying to kind of, you know, uh, just drawing it back, you know, running it back, you know, from his old yeah, you know, well, comedic perspective. Yeah, I, he's reteaming with the director, uh, Jonathan Levine, who also uh, he was in uh, the movie Fifty Fifty, uh, which Levine directed. So, I mean, he's had prior experience with the guy. Um you know, it looks like he's working with a couple of people that uh, are on the periphery of the, um, they're kind of like world of comedy, you know, like June Diane Raphael, who's not like a huge uh, name to like mainstream audiences, but she's pretty well, um, she's got some certain bona fides for sure in the, in the comedy world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, it's good to see him going back to stuff like this. I think um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Do you, is do you think his hu- his humor is still relevant in 2019? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I feel it's so. When I watch the trailer, it's I generally like his humor. Um, it just for some reason felt a little dated, like him kind of doing Rogan things, you know, and sort of the way he used his voice, you know, in um, in comedic situations. I'm not sure. It could be just me. Um, it just felt a little out of place now. Like I felt like his zone was right in that, you know, 2000 to 2008 um, era. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd it's, say it was it was a little later than that. But I mean, he didn't really come onto the onto the scene until like 2005 ish in, in terms of movies. All right, so <laughs> I was still correct. 2000, 2000 to 2008, <laughs> like knocked up came out in like 2007. 
Was it that late, really? Yeah, that was, that was earlier than that. Yeah, like yeah. he was he was a all cameraman. Right, so all right, so a cameraman and anchorman. All right, sue me, jeez, it's all, it's all <laughs> a few years. But um, all right, I have to, uh, so let's get into see don't see. Yes, I love uh, this I game. Want, I want to get into a few more aspects of this, which will be covered by the categories. So uh, just five categories for this movie. That's oh. all I can really come up with. Um, again, it's doing 10 million opening weekend. I don't think it deserves more than five categories, but they're meaty categories. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it. First category. Oh, for those new joining us, uh, see, don't see is I take um, a few to several uh, different aspects of the movie um, that are that are featured in the trailers or in the marketing materials uh, or just you know, deal with the characters or actors that are performing in the movie. And Ken and I rate uh, our interest level. We quantify our interest level uh, in each of the categories from negative three to positive three. A positive three indicates you're there opening night to see this movie based off this character, actor, or theme of the movie. Negative three means you are staying the, he- the heck away from this at all costs based off just this aspect. So first, Ken. Mm-hmm. The only thing you know about this movie is that Charlie Theron stars in it. Three. Only thing, only thing you know. Three. Three. She. I mean, she's money for me. Yeah. 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 yeah she's on a roll. Um, she's she, still. She's one. yeah. She's a treasure. She's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's her and Emily Blunt as like the tippy top for like most versatile actress. Like I I would see in anything, <laughs> and and believe it. They're just completely um, on another level for me. Yes, agree. She definitely, I, th- I think she kind of took Angelina Jolie's throne in terms yes. of kick-ass actress, you know, yep. and kind of kick butt anywhere. And then uh, she can play a mom that's like struggling to get by <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in that um, movie from last year that's um, escaping Tully? me. Sully? So, uh, yeah, from, in Sully. Totally. Totally believable. Yeah. So yes, I agree. Um, I'm not. She's not still quite there for me at three, but she's a really strong two. Uh, she's in a project I'm immediately interested. Mm-hmm. You know, any type of project because again, as we said, she can really do any genre at this point, which is pretty impressive. All right, we talked about it a lot. Seth Rogen. All you know is he is starring in the movie. How interested are you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say three again. I, I really, really, like, uh, yeah. Wow! Yeah, I I went and saw Neighbors Two opening weekend. <laughs> Neighbor, boy, Neighbors Two did not work. I I, I no, liked Neighbors. I liked I liked Neighbors. Neighbors is a solid. I think I liked it more for um, what's his what was his wife's name? Jeez, uh, why am I blanking on her? Um, uh, Rose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose, Rose Byrne. Byrne, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I liked it more for her than him. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, but he was good. I mean, he was he, he but he kind of he wasn't if I remember right, he wasn't really doing Seth Rogany things for the most part. I think he had a couple little bits, but he was a little bit more straight up in that movie. It's still comedy, but um I could be totally misremembering. Uh for me, so again, in 2007 for Knocked Up, mm-hmm. he was he was a 3 at that time for me. I loved his humor, perfect for the time. I think as I'm older <sighs> If all I know about it's him, uh, I might be a negative one, just to be wow. honest. I think I'm a little past him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just slightly disinterested if he's if he's a star. I more I like him more in a supporting role, just generally speaking. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think a little too much of him now as I'm in my late thirties. It's just it doesn't work for me as much. Hmm. Wow. So 
so sophisticated and uh, <laughs> suave. All right. Politics. All you know about the movie is it takes place in the realm of politics. Now, is it a comedy about politics? You or don't just know. Politics? Don't, don't know. know. Just politics. Uh, probably a, a one. Mm. I'm, you know, I, I like all kinds of movies, and you know, if it uh, if it's politics, it, it I'm at least interested in in I, you know the basic idea of it. Mm-hmm. I don't trust how they would make a politics movie in 2019. So I think this is a minus two for me. Even though like West Wing is one of my favorite shows. I love kind of the world. I think the world of politics is actually interesting if it's done right. Mm-hmm. But if it's a movie and it's getting into politics, I just don't trust it unless I know more about it. So I think and and also it's just President Trump has just made politics a really sore <laughs> spot right yeah, now. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> it's not something I really want to think about in my off time. Um, so I think it's a my. I'm going to stick with minus two on that for me. Okay. Um, next, mismatched rom com couples, and what I mean by this is mismatched <laughs> from like an, from a, a superficial looks point of view. So you know. Again, think back to Knocked Up, like Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl. Now, you know, so ugly, ugly She's dude, all that. Beautiful the hottie and the naughty. <laughs> right. Right. So all you know about You're, it two, is... Two of your favorite movies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so all you know about the movie is uh, it features a couple where they, they're together, but they're just wildly opposites in terms of their looks, basically. And it's so unlikely. You know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just preposterous where, where you stand. Uh, probably a one. Yeah. Still interested. Still a little bit interested. Still interested. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, no, I'm a minus three on this. I just, it's just so, I just, I just look at these. It's always ugly male, beautiful female. It's never the other way around. Of I course. just said she's all that. What is she? I didn't, I didn't even know that movie. I mean, I, oh, wow. Damn. Shame. 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 Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Rachel Lee Cook was Rachel Lee Cook ugly? I mean, let's, she, uh... she 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 was quote unquote ugly because she wore her hair up and and wore uh, overalls. Oh come on, and, oh, and, and glasses. Uh, yeah, I think that's my case. That's my. I think that's case in point. Uh, it's right a there. it's a teen rom com uh, based yeah. on uh, Pygmalion. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just utterly preposterous. So I mean, again, like every Woody Allen movie also fit this bill. Oh. <laughs> Basically, it's like there's no possible way. Woody yeah, Allen. there is that. Maybe <laughs> I need to change my answer. I'll go with a zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah, it gets downgraded. Yeah, I'm. Point. Yeah, exactly. I'm the just. Woody thing is problematic for me. It, it's just preposterous. It, it reeks of Hollywood sexism, and I'm just. It just annoys me to no end. All right, last one. All you know about the movie is um, it features a secretary of state of the United States. They're doing preposterously normal party things. You know, they're just going to, you know, going to do drink, drink a lot. Maybe there might be some drug use in play, Um, you know, just kind of act as if they're not secretary of state at all. You know, they're undercover Uh, interest level negative three to three. I I have no frame of reference. for this. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So well, that's no what the reference. Recent, so the recent trailers have emphasized this that you know, yeah. you know, she's partying, and you know, Seth Rogen is showing her how to let her hair down, you know, etc. 
yeah, I just I have no other movies that uh, come to mind uh, that make me. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously not Secretary of State, but there's uh, so like Bullworth or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll say a zero. Zero. Um, I'm at least a minus one. Um, you're really out on this movie. <laughs> It's just, uh, come on, it's just lazy. Um, I mean, it could be executed really well if it was, but, you know, I'm a minus one. It's just, I don't know. I, I'd be much more interested if she just, if the Secretary of State was just doing Secretary of State things and he would somehow woo her, like, in the role of her job, you know, not. Um, but that's just, that's just me. So minus one for me, zero for Ken. All right. Wow. We have a big gap. We have a big mm-hmm. gap here in our interest level. So our max score is 15, and our max low score is minus 15. So, Ken, you are a 7. That sounds 7 out of right. 15, which you know, to me indicates you're going to see this movie. Even if I you will be going your, to see this movie. Your official duties. I am a minus 5. Mm. <laughs> minus 15. Which is accurate, which, which is fair. I would... I would avoid this movie at pretty much all costs despite the good reviews on it so oh, you're very i think you're too dismissive <laughs> no no the, the number numbers don't lie ken i'm gonna put this in my top 20 just uh, at the end of the year just to spite you <laughs> no i look if you, to, to look, counter to counter uh you're prejudging it just look, just because i hope every, i hope everyone who goes to see it enjoys it i just i don't need to go see it and it's not the type of movie that's uh that's meant for me what if so, I tell you it's ridiculously funny? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me do a couple reviews. Rotten Tomato reviews. Um, can you want to filibuster at all while I'm uh, trying to get this page to load? Or yeah. Oh, I got them right here. You want me to just read a couple? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You've heard politics make strange bell- bedfellows in this smart shop. Frequently hilarious, often raunchy, odd couple rom-com. Strange bedfellows make some pretty interesting politics that's from neil pond in parade magazine uh let's see yolanda machado from the rap writes that rogan's off-kilter charm and jocularity pair well with thrones elegance and wit uh and a negative review from david jenkins uh from little white lies says the more you think about it the more confused and hollow it seems so hmm. I believe David Jenkins is a ghost name for uh, Greg Earhart. <laughs> pen name, sorry. I believe David. It's a pen name for pen name. Yeah, Greg they, Earhart. They, they, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, prediction time. Where will Longshot is tracking? It's like in the eight to thirteen to fourteen range. Um, Ken, we'll start with you. What is your prediction? I'm going to say hmm, 11.5. Yeah. I, I'm going to I'm going to go on the slightly higher higher end here of the projections. I'm going to go higher than you. There's a, I mean again, Endgame is is taking up all the oxygen here. I do think I do think there's going to be an appetite for some counter-programming in this, and I think it's well-reviewed. The politics aspect of this does worry me. Um, politic, political movies have not done well of any type of stripe in, in, since 2016 in the, in the Trump era. 
I'm I'm going to go 13. I'm going to go 13 on this. That's higher than most of the forecasts. And 13 is not a great (laughs) result for this. But I think think there's an appetite for some counterpart. I think there's definitely some people that are not seeing Endgame. I don't know who they are, but there's got to be some. And uh, and this is the movie that they yeah, that, that they could go to. So I'm going 13. Okay. All right. Uh, that about wraps it up for this week. Ken, anything you want to plug? Uh, my review for Longshot. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go to see it this Endgame weekend? Well? And then, what's for, that? You have a what's... review for Endgame? That could, yes. Yeah, uh, I wrote my review for Endgame, gave it four and a half out of five stars. So you guys should definitely go out and see it because <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, in case 357 million wasn't enough of an indication right. of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, ch- read that. And uh, yeah. And I gave it, I would have given it three and a half out of four stars, I, th- three and a half out of four stars as well. Um, based off my, uh, my review. So there you go. Um, I, yeah, so I don't have any. So I have nothing else to plug from me. I have a column I'm going to wait a couple weeks on uh, about the MCU. Um, that's good, that I'm going to wait because I want to let Endgame bake a little bit, and uh, I need to get some perspective too uh, on it. Just make sure my thoughts are not too influenced by what I just saw. Um, so stay tuned for that. You can follow both of us on Twitter. Uh, myself, you can find me at Greg E three three three. Ken. Ken Jones 81. Yeah. You'll often, uh, so yeah, follow us if you want to hear updates on uh, box office, our thoughts on movies. You might, if you follow Ken, you'll get some Patriots and Celtics <laughs> and, you know, yes. blah, 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 you know, blather about that. But <laughs> thank you for joining us uh, this week. Next week is Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. So we'll, we will be back with a new episode next week to break that down. Uh, Endgame might still be breaking records, and uh, if it's continuing at a torrid pace, we may do another update of that. Otherwise, um, otherwise, it'll be on to Detective Pikachu, and uh, and then we'll see where that goes. Ken, thank you very much. Audience, As thank always, you. My pleasure. See you next week. Adios. Bye.